This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. I'm Simone Cesiaris. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday, the 20th of September. In your Squiz today, Christian Porter resigns. Canada heads to the polls. AFL's Night of Nights. And we're hiring. This is your Squiz today. Yesterday, our Industry, Science and Technology Minister, Christian Porter, resigned from that position. He'd been under pressure, Claire, to reveal who had paid for part of his legal fees in his defamation case against the ABC and journalist Louise Milligan. Yesterday, Prime Minister Scott Morrison said Porter was unable to share further information and he had chosen to resign. Yeah, it's a big question what Scott Morrison said about who was behind that blind trust that paid part of his legal fees. He said that given Porter was unable uh, to really put light on whether there was a conflict of interest or a perceived conflict of interest, uh, that he had to go and he has resigned. Uh, Of course, this is a really important issue because as a Minister of the Crown, you need to be above reproach and you need to be able to prove that you haven't been influenced by lobbyists or companies or anyone that might have a particular uh, need to press you. And he was unable to do that by not being able to say who was behind giving him that funding to pay his legal bill. Porter is the first Liberal minister to lose his spot in the Morrison government and he will now be moved to the backbench where he'll continue to serve as the member for Pearce. There have been a lot of questions though, Claire, about whether or not Porter will contest the next federal election and yesterday he confirmed that he will. He says that he will. He also says that it's been a particularly bruising year. Of course, this goes back to February when that article first appeared uh, on the ABC's website airing rape claims uh, against an unnamed federal cabinet minister. He then put his hand up and said that those claims related to him. Uh, He denied those claims. And of course, it was a particular tricky one because the woman at the centre of the claims had taken her own life last year. Uh, That legal action ensued. Uh, He had taken some leave to deal with his mental health and now this. So given he's someone who has harboured prime ministerial ambitions, uh, a life on the backbench might not be for him, some analysts say. But of course, we can only take him at his word and we'll see how the rest of the year pans out. Yeah, we sure will. Labor leader Anthony Albanese is calling on Porter to resign from Parliament. For the time being, Porter's portfolio will be taken over by Energy Minister Angus Taylor, with a replacement set to be announced next week. Last week, we talked about Australia's plan to build a fleet of nuclear-powered submarines under our new alliance with the US and the UK, AUKUS. That deal, of course, meant tearing up our previous submarine agreement with France, and that's created some tension. It has created some tension, and the French ambassador to Australia, um, Jean-Pierre Thalbault, has left the country. He was recalled by France to come back and talk about what has gone down. That's also happened to France's envoy in the United States. This is something that continues to generate international headlines. It's still really at the the top of all of the big websites about this ruckus. Uh, what France has said is that that submarine contract is one thing. The other is that it also has a presence in the Pacific and it's one of our allies and that it really deserved better. It should have been brought into the loop about this new security pact 
act earlier. There's still some way to go on this. No doubt Prime Minister Scott Morrison will have plenty to discuss with US President Joe Biden this week. Morrison's off to New York and Washington DC today in his first visit to the US since Biden took office. He'll also be meeting with India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi and the Prime Minister of Japan Yoshihide Suga. To Victoria now, where Premier Daniel Andrews yesterday announced a plan to get Victorians out of lockdown for good. As our listeners in Victoria would be well aware, Claire, the state has endured more lockdowns than any other part of the country. And so a roadmap is very welcomed. The promise of not having to deal with any lockdowns ever again is something that is very tantalising, (laughs) particularly to those in Melbourne who have endured the worst of it. Uh, What Dan Andrews said yesterday is that those eligible for vaccination, so the over 16s, uh, when rates hit that 70 and 80% full vaccination rates, uh, restrictions are expected to be eased. Uh, 70% is expected to be hit on the 26th of October and 80% on the 5th of November. So there's still some way to go. Uh, When you look at New South Wales, it of course is really surging forward in that vaccination push. That's something that Premier Gladys Berejiklian has been working on uh, for some time now and that has seen the easing of the hard restrictions in Sydney's COVID hotspots. Yeah, as of yesterday, 82% of the eligible population in New South Wales have had one dose and almost 53% have had both. In Victoria, 72% have had one dose and almost 44% have had two doses. On to international news and over to Canada, which is heading to the polls today for a federal election. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has been in office for six years, Claire, but he called an early election back in August. Yeah, they have four-year terms in the national government there. And what Trudeau did was call an election just two years into his second term. So uh, what analysts say is that he could be punished for that. He started off this campaign quite a bit away ahead of his opposition. Uh, That's the Conservative Party under their leader, Erin O'Toole. The idea was that Trudeau was trying to get out of a minority government position and there was the prospect of being able to get a majority at that time that he called the election. Uh, What analysts say now, things are very close. And speaking of elections, on Friday we mentioned Russia was heading to the polls. The final stretch of a three-day election is wrapping up there. And there's also a national poll in Germany later this week. Lots for politicos to look out for. And Jess, your cup of tea, Claire. I love a good election. (laughs) It's been a bit politics-heavy for my liking, Claire, so onto something a bit more glamorous. The footies Night of Nights, the Brownlow Medal Ceremony, was held last night in Perth for the first time. And taking out the best and fairest award was Port Adelaide midfielder Ollie Wines. Well, you say that, but our former foreign minister, Julie Bishop, was at the Brownlow medals oh, in Perth go. and she looked very good. So <laughs> we can bring it. politics into that as well, if you like. <laughs> but yes, Ollie Wines, he has done it in style. He raked in a record equaling 36 points, which is really something. He had a cracking season. Uh, he is Port Adelaide's first to win the Brownlow medal. Uh, he didn't get through to the grand finals. That's something that he says that he really wants to achieve in his playing career. And of course, that's something that Port Adelaide fans would want to see as well. For those of us into the glitz and glamour, a link is in your episode notes. 
Last week we had the Met Gala and the MTV Video Music Awards and of course we had the Footies Night of Nights last night. If that wasn't enough, now we have the Emmy Awards to look forward to, Claire. Yeah, they're on at 10am Eastern Time today. Uh, There's no Schitt's Creek, which is very unusual. It has won everything, it seems, in the last few years. Also Succession, which has done very well at the Emmys in the past. It's on hiatus. It's got a new season coming out next month, which I, for one, am just dying to see. Uh, That creates a lot of space for Ted Lasso. What the experts say is that it's really going to be the hot favourite today. Uh, Also Hacks is the other favourite when it comes to the comedy side of things. I've watched both of those and enjoyed both of them. They'd both be very worthy winners. Uh, Also The Flight Attendant is well fancied as is the latest season of The Crown. Sounds like a good list of watching recommendations there. The Emmys kick off at 10am this morning. I'll pop a link to all the nominees and where you can watch the event in your episode notes. And Claire, before we finish up today, a bit of housekeeping from us. Yeah, we're looking for a head of sales. We're looking for someone who'd be responsible for all aspects of our advertising sales process, and that's across our podcasts and our newsletters. Uh, We want all the cliches. We want someone who's a self-starter, who's passionate about really great experiences, uh, not just for clients, but also for squizzers, and also someone who's really interested in news would be really highly regarded. If you're interested, shoot us a note at hello at thesquiz.com.au and we'll share all the details. And just one last thing to look out for today, it's the anniversary of the release of Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe single that came out in 2011 and it's my go-to karaoke song. It's really quite something to think that was 10 years ago if you want to feel know, old. Right? Oh no, absolutely <laughs> that amazing. Insane. On that note, that's all from us. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you again tomorrow. message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.